The Pleasure Project with Donna Skoglund, episode 97. Today is day four of goal week, and I'm talking about how to manifest your goals like a yogi. Before I got into life coaching, I was very into yoga. So I have been teaching yoga for 20 years. And 10 years ago, for the first 10 years, I probably spent a few hours every day studying yoga, practicing yoga, learning everything I could about yoga, teaching everything I could about yoga. And I went deep into the philosophy, the pose alignment, sequencing, teaching, all the things. And then in the last 10 years, I have not been as focused on yoga and I've been deep into Ayurveda and coaching and mindset and all the things that I am I love talking about now and share on this podcast. But thought I'd go back to my roots a little bit and I do still teach a little bit of yoga just one class a week. And I still love teaching on the philosophy and there is so much crossover in psychology and yoga and Buddhism and Ayurveda and life coaching. So I pulled out two yoga sutras that I think will really help you in your goal setting process and goal achievement process. And these are really, these yoga sutras speak to the virtues and the qualities we want to cultivate on the path to our desires. So the first one is Yoga Sutra 1.12, and it's all about these two essential elements of the yogic philosophy, abhyasa, which means persistent effort, and vairagya, which means non-attachment to the result. So what this one speaks to is we want to find the balance of putting in the effort showing up, doing our best, and also doing it without attachment to the results of those actions. So there was a book that I read a few years ago called Be So Good, They Can't Ignore You. And it was talking about how the the more you develop your skill, the more you hone your craft, the more that passion precedes that or follows that. And we often are given the advice, like follow your passion. And he was actually giving an argument of actually, no, just focus on getting really good. So that has been something that has always kind of been in the back of my mind of how do, how do I just get better at what I'm doing? And I did that when I was teaching yoga, I really tried to be the best possible yoga teacher I could be. And now I'm doing that with life coaching. And so it is the effort of, and it's it's really about doing the best for the pride of knowing that you did. And it feels so good to be really good at something. And it feels so good to know that you are showing up and doing your absolute best. And the the hard thing about this is being able to just do your best and you own, and that's the only thing you really have control over. You don't have control over what happens, what's the outcome, what is the fruits of your actions, but you do have control over the effort you put in and how you show up for yourself. So I think about this sutra as really being the art of showing up for yourself. And the thing is, we want to still fall in love with the outcome. We want to still really get excited about the end 
goal that we hope to attain through our efforts, but it's kind of like a partner. They exist for you to love, not to obsess about. <laughs> and so what this can look like in real life in terms of, okay, how do you put this into action? I do it like this. So every morning I take a moment to connect to the vision. I connect to the result, the outcome that I want. And then I spend the rest of my day being present for the process and focusing on my efforts and doing my best. So we want to stay connected to what we hope the results to be just enough, but not all day long obsessively. Because when we are attached, then we get really upset when things don't happen the way that we want them to happen. We don't, they don't happen as fast as we want them to happen. And I've been working on the same goal for five years and still haven't achieved it yet. And so for me, this is a really important one to remind myself of is just focus on the effort. Okay. The second one is yoga sutra 2.33. And it is when negative thoughts present themselves, cultivate and think the opposite thoughts with feeling. And this is such a great one. And it really speaks to the kind of work I do in my life coaching, which is we have to find the sticky thoughts, the unhelpful, unuseful thoughts that really get in the way of what we want and achieving our goals. So step one is simply to be able to identify these thoughts and to be able to catch these thoughts and be able to not react and believe those thoughts. It's being able to separate. In yoga, we talk about the difference between, you know, being the, the person thinking the thoughts and then being the watcher of our own mind and being in what's called a witness consciousness or the observer of our own minds versus feeling like we are our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We are not our feelings. We are the experiencer of our thoughts and feelings. So number one, you have to be able to become the watcher and be able to see and observe your thoughts without reacting to them, without believing the thoughts. And that's where I start with all of my coaching clients is you be able you you cannot change the thought the belief the pattern until you're able to catch it and detach and disidentify from it so then once you do that then you can be more intentional with with your thinking so in the sutra it talks about thinking the opposite thought with feeling and the thing is i love that this sutra said has a very important piece and the most important piece of this sutra is with feeling at the end of it. Meaning, if you just tell yourself a thought that you don't believe, it won't create the feeling. And if it doesn't create the feeling, it won't actually create the actions and result that will lead to the desired outcome. So if you tell yourself, for example, you currently believe you currently have the thought that you hate your body. And you want to get to a place where you love your body. So if you just try to tell yourself, I love my body, I love my body, but it doesn't actually create the feeling of love, it probably creates the feeling of disbelief or something else, then it's not going to create the results of someone who loves their body, which is going to be someone who takes better care of their body and honors their body and cherishes their body 
and has, you know, great self-care practices. So you need to find a thought that is actually believable to you now that you can, when you think it, it does create an emotion, a, a positive emotion, emotion that is useful to you. So what happens when we start on the path to our goals is we have two sets of thoughts happening simultaneously. We have the thought that is the, the intentional thought about our goal and why we want our goal and all the like thoughts that are like, yes, I can do this. Uh, you know, I know how to make this happen. I have what it takes. We have those sets of thoughts. We have the thoughts that are in the bucket of believing in our goal. And then we have the set of thoughts that are in the bucket of disbelief of our goal. And these are the past programs, the limiting beliefs that is the reason why we haven't actually achieved the goal. And these are the thoughts that we have to be able to identify and then again, detach from, disidentify, and then be able to, that's when we they lose their power over us and then we can spend more time in the thoughts of belief. So it's not a problem that you have the thoughts that are in disbelief and the limiting beliefs and the limiting thoughts and all that stuff. That's normal. The thing is you want to be able to, again, not believe those thoughts and then continue to spend more time in the belief thoughts and focus on those thoughts and keep redirecting your mind in that direction so you're not just reacting to every single thought that pops into your head, which we, you know, we don't have a lot of control over. It's involuntary. So feed, it's, there's a, a story about the, the two wolves, and I should have probably reminded myself of exactly how this story goes before I started recording this podcast, but it just popped into my head. But it's basically like the, the wolf that wins is the wolf you feed. And so Again, we have these two sets of thoughts, two sets of wolves. Which one do you want to feed? Which one do you want to fuel? Which one do you want to entertain? And then just notice when you are entertaining the doubt thoughts, the fear thoughts, the worry thoughts, catch yourself, interrupt that pattern, and then redirect your mind to the opposite thoughts that create the feeling. Again, that's the most important part here, the emotion, because the emotion like I talked about in yesterday's podcast, is what's going to magnetize that goal towards you. So that is the two sutras that I really recommend using on your process, in your process to achieve your goal. Number one is being able to focus on effort and let go of the outcome. Number two is watching your mind, being the observer of your mind, being the witness of your thoughts. And when you notice negative thoughts that go against your goal, you cultivate the opposite, the opposite with feeling. Tomorrow is the final installment of Goal Week, and I have a very special podcast for you tomorrow. So stay tuned. And if you are not already signed up for my Best Year Ever workshop, it's happening tomorrow, December 30th at 9 a.m. Pacific. So it is completely free. You can get the link in the show notes. Also, you can find it on my Instagram page, on Facebook. And if you are subscribed to my email list, then you probably got an invite 
about it already. So hopefully you're signed up because it's going to give you the four steps to make 2023 your best year ever. So hopefully I will see you there. Bye.